Hey everybody, it's Kyle with the Building Automation Drive. And I wanna bring you a little quickie here, uh, mostly because I'm getting really close to the office and I'll have to get off of here. So um, I, I, the quickie today is the, uh, the 330, 300 or the 1X, 10X, 100X uh, theory, philosophy on, on where money goes within the building, uh, building industry, building automation industry and whatnot. And within a building, the theory goes that for every dollar or $3 as the 330-300 would go, for every $3 you spend on energy or you spend $3 on energy per square foot of the building, you spend $30 building that square foot and you spend $300 populating that square foot. Now what populating means is putting a human there. That's what you're paying that human um, over, over over time. I, and honestly, I'm not really sure how they, they really protract this out, but the point of the story or the point of the, uh, the theory here is that you spend a lot more money on the people that go into the building than you do on either the building or the energy it takes to run the building. And I think for, for us as building automation professionals, we need to keep this in mind uh, that, that our customers, we, we like to focus on energy savings and energy savings are good because that, that $3 per square foot that adds up quick when you got 40 stories of building. Uh, it's, you know, I, I am continually amazed at the amount of money that is spent electrifying our buildings. It's just, it just staggering to me. And so, yes, absolutely, we need to change uh, the way we do things. We need to bring that number down. We need to focus on energy savings, but not as our primary focus, because a whole lot more money is spent and lost or gained in uh, uh, occupant productivity. So we need to focus on that as focus on people. And I think if we focus on people, we'll be far, far, far ahead of where we where we are right now and so how do we focus on people well the first biggest thing i see is health and we need to keep people healthy that means they need clean fresh air uh, so we're all probably acquainted with minimum outside air requirements for for minimum fresh air in a building and that's something we need to take seriously but immediately after we're letting 10% fresh air come in, whatever that, you know, whatever number we're, we're utilizing, that fresh air is probably running into a very old, very dirty air filter. And so that needs to be a consideration. Uh, from the building automation side, there's not a lot we can do for air filtration. And uh, generally, generally that's going to fall on building maintenance. And if that's the case, um, well, then there's not much you can do about that, unfortunately. But it needs to be a consideration. It needs to be something that, uh, uh, you know, if you've got a, a 
differential pressure transducer um, sensing airflow monitors and dirty air 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 uh, uh, dirty filters, so you're getting a differential pressure there. Uh, set that set that appropriately. You know, test that out and find out what works. Also, CO2 levels can be an indicator of air quality. Um, CO and NO2 sensors. These are, these can all be big deals. Um, and even integrating things like, um, oh shoot, it just escaped my brain. You know, the, the FUBOT, I think it is. A little, all these little residential style uh, air quality monitors. People are using those at home. People are bringing them in on their own sometimes. So we need to affect the health, positively affect the health of our buildings, but we also need to positively affect the comfort and so things like throwing dummy stats up on the walls, that's a big giant pile of hooey in my opinion. Do not participate in that if you can help it. Uh, people need to be comfortable. And some people in some offices are comfortable at 68 degrees. And some people in some offices at that same moment in time are comfortable at 78 degrees. I am not comfortable at 78 degrees much of any time, to be quite frank. Um, so I am much more comfortable. I'm I'm shorts and t-shirt at 65, 60 degrees. So uh, obviously not at work. All you OSHA guys out there, get off my back. Um, but I'm very comfortable at cooler temperatures. And so... I don't necessarily mesh well being in the exact same room all day, every day with somebody who's got a space heater, which space heaters need to be outlawed, uh, who has a space heater under their desk. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's not how we stay comfortable. So as a building manager or an office manager, uh, it would behoove me if I was in that position to separate people according to where they're comfortable and allow people that kind of freedom because if if sally's sitting back in the back and she's always cold and fred's up in the front and he's always hot maybe they just want to switch spots switch desks let them do that um but even better is if we can individually control zones more appropriately and make them comfortable. Now, I do find the average person is relatively comfortable between about 68 and 74 degrees. But don't treat people like they're stupid. They know what's comfortable and they know what's not. And the people are your biggest resource. They are your biggest loss of money if they're not productive or they're sick or they don't want to come into work. And they are your biggest gainer of money if they're happy and they're confident and they're productive. And we as building automation professionals, we play a role in that. And it's up to us to know these things to help educate our customers that they may not be making the right decision and we're here to help them be more profitable. Because ultimately, um, and this might be a wild thing for some folks, but I think ultimately we're not really in the building automation industry. We're in the real estate industry. We are about helping sell 
and keep um, keep active. I don't know. We're about selling real estate. Now we may not be, obviously we're not out there selling real estate, but if we can help make a space more comfortable and easier to use and have cool features to it, then the occupant of that space, the tenant on that floor is more likely to uh, uh, renew their lease. Isn't that fantastic? Didn't we just help with the real estate market? Didn't we just make that building, that space more profitable to the building owner? Absolutely we did. And if we can start seeing that bigger picture from the controls industry, I think we we will be pushing ourselves far ahead too. So um, that's it. That's what I got for the day. Uh, it's just something to think about that 1X, 10X, 100X kind of philosophy. And keep that in mind as, as you go about your day programming this stuff. Don't be too cavalier. It's a serious business. We have the health and the productivity of, of people and the profitability of space uh, at, at, our, at, our, at the end of our mouse, you know, <laughs> we're, as we're clicking away. That's the kind of some of the stuff that we deal with. So. Uh, yeah, just keep those things in mind and, uh, let me know what you think. I realized I don't, I'm, I'm pretty hard to contact on all this. So, uh, twisted wire tactical at me.com. If you want to email me twisted wire tactical at me.com. Uh, uh, well, let's, uh, let's call that a tactical approach to using network cabling com wire. I don't know. It's an old email I've had for a while. So we're going to use it and we're going to go from there. Uh, everybody have it. It's uh, as I record this, it's Friday. So go forth and conquer and have a fantastic weekend and enjoy the building automation drive.